Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Uh, just going to be me today, no calling, uh, no calls, but that's alright, still going to be a good episode. Um, today we're going to talk about the four biggest factors into Kyrie Irving staying with the Celtics. Uh, we're going to start off with that, and then we're going to talk about Rob Gronkowski. We're going to keep checking up on Gronk every once in a while, and I figured now is a good time to do so once again after the draft. There were some things that he said to the media that kind of struck me, and I, you know, I I want to talk about it. And then we're going to talk about the Josh Rosen trade. So a little bit more football today, uh, not including the draft, not necessarily, but the Josh Rosen trade, because obviously I talk about Josh Rosen a lot in here, I feel like, but I'm surprised. I haven't even talked about the trade yet. So it's a little late, but I mean, you know, whatnot. I feel like not a lot of people have really sat down and discussed the trade. People have said, oh, Josh Rosen was traded, and I was shocked. No one's really talked about it. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to talk about it. I'm surprised I haven't yet, but we're doing it today, so enjoy. Yeah, so first, we're going to start with the four biggest factors into Kyrie Irving staying with the Boston Celtics. All right, so this list will be in a specific specific order. We'll start from the fourth biggest to the third biggest to the second biggest to the first, the, the biggest, I, I guess you can say. Um, and... Four and three were really close for me. I didn't know really where to put. Actually, two, three, and four really could go anyway. To the number one biggest reason is pretty clear. But two, three, and four really were close. And really, I'd say you could say just they all have the same amount, really. Like they could really all tie. But, you know, I tipped one way or the other. And so for number four, I had to go with the young guys, kind of mostly his teammates, but especially guys like Tatum, Brown, whatnot playing their roles. Terry Rozier, these guys need to play their roles. There have been times in the season where they tried to do too much, and Kyrie Irving has not been happy with it. Obviously, Kyrie Irving says the regular season is the only thing that matters, but yet he's still complaining about Gordon Hayward taking that last shot in Orlando missing. He's still talking about these, you know, throwing his young teammates under the bus. He's still doing all this, so I think, you know, you know, which where do we go with this? They played really well in the playoffs, though, so it's tough to tell right now, but these guys just need to play their roles to kind of keep Kyrie happy. They have in the playoffs. When they play their roles, the team plays better, and Kyrie uh, is more happy. So when you're playing better and Kyrie's happy, I mean, that's a great thing. But when these young guys try to take over, and it's tough because last season they went on such a run without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and said, we're so close to making the NBA Finals without you. We don't need you. And they don't want to take that step back. Uh, role-wise, you know, Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they want to play these big roles again. Now that you're asking them to step down, it's still at such a young age. It's not like they're digressing. They're only getting better. So while they're getting better, you're asking them to take a step down. They didn't like that. And finally, you know, they're playing into their roles, which is a big thing, keeping Kyrie happy because the team's playing better. And, you know, he's just like, all right, I like this. It's gelling better. And that's going to be a bit key factor. Uh, that could really go anywhere from – two, three, or four. I wouldn't really say two, but maybe definitely three. Um, And then at number three, I have Brad Stevens. Uh, Stevens has not done a great job managing Kyrie Irving's ego. Uh, And he hasn't really done a great job as a coach this year either. Brad Stevens is great. He's a young coach, X and O's. He's one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, There's no doubt about that. He's an elite coach, but he's mostly helped teams overachieve, a.k.a. One great example is last year's playoff run. And 
he's not a guy who's managed egos too well. Uh, you could definitely tell there's some ego managing and not starting Jalen Brown late in the season over guys like Marcus Smart or Marcus Morris, but he, he hasn't done great with Kyrie. It seems like him and Kyrie butt heads a lot, and that's not good. Uh, you need a coach who can... Uh, cope with this star, and it's just not worked this year. Uh, and Kyrie wants that, and Kyrie feels like the world's revolving around him all the time. And he was carrying the burden of taking this Celtics team. It's so bad. God, you know, he's talking about that the other day in the media. Um, but Brad Stevens and him just kind of butt heads. Kyrie wants it one way. Brad Stevens wants the other. Brad Stevens is used to kind of coaching stars, but not necessarily stars. All kind of players that he can help overachieve, and they'll kind of all listen, because there's not really... Yeah, you've had Isaiah Thomas, but Isaiah Thomas, like, listened, and Kyrie Irving just doesn't, and I don't think... I think Brad Stevens is a guy who should... He was more going to coach one of those, you know, middle-of-the-pack teams and help them overachieve to a top seed and over in the playoffs. Like, overall, he does really well with those types of uh, groups where, yes, there's a star, but not, you know, too demanding of a star like Kyrie Irving. You know, a place – if people are going to – if you listen to um, listen to Brad Stevens and do what he preaches, uh, you're going to do really well. He's a great – strategic coach, but Kyrie Irving doesn't want that. He wants it his way, uh, and that's just – it hasn't worked out. Uh, I, they still butt heads to this day. You know, unlike the young stars kind of coming back in the roles and all these things, this is one of the things that's still a problem and could really affect Kyrie's decision. Um, I, I, I don't think this will happen, but maybe the point where Kyrie says it's either me or him who's going. And if it comes down to Brad Stevens or Kyrie, I definitely take Kyrie Irving. Uh, Brad Stevens is a great coach. I love Brad Stevens, but it's a player's league today. I still think coaching matters. Uh, Mike Budenholzer is a great example. Mike Malone, all of these guys, they're, they're good examples of why coaching still matters. Luke Walton, in the opposite way of good, he just didn't do well. He cost them games late in the uh, game. Obviously, it still matters, but it's more of a player's league today. If I'd rather have an elite coach or elite player, I'd take the elite player any day. Uh, maybe back in the day, it's a little different, but even then, Kyrie Irving, I think, is probably a top 10, at least top 12 player. And Brad Steven, yes, he's a top probably three or four coach, but it's a player's league, and I take Kyrie Irving any day if that is the offer. If he says you're either choosing me, I'll sign to a long-term deal, or you let me go and you choose Brad Stevens. Got to be one or the other. You got to take Kyrie. I know it's kind of you know bad to listen to the star. You know, Fire Coach who did a really good job just because the star. You know, Kyrie Irving doesn't like him, but that's what this uh, day and age in the NBA has come to. So if it comes down to that, I definitely take Kyrie just because it's a player's league. It's tough, but you got to do that. Uh, and they've just kept butting heads. I wish they could just, you know, click for once. But it just doesn't feel like that's going to happen. And I think that's a factor that will affect Kyrie's decision negatively on the behalf of us Celtics fans. And then coming in at number two, we have Gordon Hayward. Um, I think Gordon Hayward plays a much bigger role than people actually think. Uh, Gordon Hayward's supposed to be Kyrie's supporting star. Uh, and he's been coming off the bench. Obviously, that injury was horrible in that first game against Cleveland, but he's starting to recover. Uh, I think of the way he's been playing late and the direction things are heading, if Kyrie sees where he's kind of heading, 
it, it could really go negatively. Uh, you know, Kyrie could sit here and say he's not a star, so this is negative. Or he could look at the bright side and say, you know what, I see you know, Gordon Hayward coming back to the same player he was, and it could affect you positively. I don't know how this is going to end up being, though. He's played well of late, um, Gordon Hayward has. Uh, let me look up his playoff stats real quick. But uh, he's been playing better for sure. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, he came here kind of thanks to Brad Stevens. Um, but seriously, he's just he's been playing better lately, and it could affect positively or negatively. Uh, we'll see um, what happens there. I think it just depends on what way Kyrie looks at it. Obviously, you know, when we signed Gordon Hayward, we thought we didn't think he'd be do you know, we didn't think he'd get hurt and not be a, you know, coming off the bench for you even. Uh, but he's definitely started to play better. Um, I can't find the playoff stats. Sorry, but I mean, you get the point. He's been playing better. He's still a little inconsistent, still finding his game. But, again, I think it just depends. What way is Kyrie going to look at this? Uh, is he going to look at this positively or negatively? And that is really up for grabs. So we'll see what happens there. And the number one reason has to be how well the team plays overall in the playoffs. Kyrie Irving, I've said it time and time and time again, if you listen to the podcast. I'm sorry for keeping repeating myself, but I'm getting the point across, especially for those new listeners Kyrie Irving is a very moody guy, so he's going to kind of go off of what happened last, in a way. What happened last, did you lose to the Bucks in six games and the team wasn't playing that well around him, or did you go to the... You know, did you go to the NBA Finals and put up a solid fight to the Warriors? Maybe a good five-game or six-game series. You know, if you, if you go to the Finals and put up six games against the Warriors and Kyrie, he's obviously not too thrilled that you lost. But you know, overall, you overachieve Kyrie Irving's expectations, and he feels like, you know what, the group's starting to gel again. He would legitimately stay. I mean, these next few weeks, I've said it, for this whole Eastern Conference team, this is more than just this season. This is just more than basketball. Well, Technically, no, but this is more than just this season. They have to look at the uh, free agency ahead for the Raptors. They have to try to convince Kawhi, who's gone, by the way. He's not staying. I know that for a fact. Uh, the the Bucks have Chris Middleton, and uh, I'm pretty sure Brooke Lopez, too, and Nikola Mirotic, so they have some pieces there, too. Uh, the 76ers have Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and J.J. Redick, and then you have Kyrie Irving uh, to try to convince to stay. I'm uh, assuming Al Horford picks up his player deal, a player option there. I'd, I'd assume and hope uh, for his own well-being he does because he's not going to get that type of money. It's like $20 million. But it just all depends. This is going to be more. This is more than just going to the NBA Finals. This is how do you, you know, this could really change the face of the NBA just on how these finals end. You know, when you look at the, you know, let's say, let's say you think the, Bucks or the Celtics. Let's say you don't think either will go to the NBA Finals. So you're like, oh, great. The Celtics won their, this playoff series. It doesn't really matter. No, it does for future reference in the free agency. This could really convince Kyrie to stay or leave. It's going to depend on how well your team plays, really. You know, can things settle down in the locker room and whatnot? And this is going to be a big few weeks. Again, more than just this season, it's the road ahead. It could really change on how you play right now. Uh, so this means a lot. Uh, I'm not expecting a championship, but I'm hoping for a good run, good enough run that keeps Kyrie in Boston. I love that. That's what I'm hoping for. So, yeah, those are the four biggest factors um, for, I think, 
in my opinion, ranked for in factoring into Kyrie Irving staying in Boston. Sorry about that. And now I'm going to move on to Rob Gronkowski. So there's some comments that he said last night that kind of shook me a little bit in a good way because I'd like to see him return. And I've always said I believe he could return. I've heard some other opinions, but we're going to get to that right now. All right, so as I just said, we're going to talk about this thing that Rob Gronkowski said. So I believe he was at some concert or award show last night, and he was dressing up as a flake fake police officer kind of acting out a little bit and whatnot, just having a good time. Gronk lives life to the fullest. Um, but last night he said, um, Rob, it says this, uh, this is from CBS sports. I got this notification. Rob Gronkowski admits it's fun teasing people about a comeback. And then, uh, quote unquote, if you mess around that much, I may convince myself. So, He's saying he might convince himself to come back to New England. Now, I don't want to be that guy who's hyping up, yes, he's coming back to New England, no doubt, no. I'm not saying, I never said that. All I'm saying is there's a definite, definite possibility he does. Um, A lot of people believe this, like, yeah, he retired, but this is really the end. Rob Gronkowski, obviously, he was banged up, a young age, one of the best tight ends ever, I'd say second all-time. Uh, right behind Tony Gonzalez. I made that list a while ago. Not a lot of you heard it, I don't think. Maybe you did. Uh, That was like one of Billy's first calls. Um, But anyway, I really do believe he could come back, and obviously he wants to come back, I think. It's just he's too banged up, you know, and I don't even think, think... I think the money did play a factor, and I think all of that, but Overall, as much as acting sounds great, I think he wants to play football. I just think his body won't really let him, and the money is playing a factor. I'd say mostly 90% of it, 85% of his injury, and then 10 or 15% of it is the money factor. You're going to have to pay him, but if he comes back middle of the season, that's fine with me. We don't have any tight ends right now, and I'll take a shell of himself, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski... I'm actually cool. I think he could come back and still make an impact after, you know, let's say he comes back week six or week seven, uh, assuming Belichick lets that slide. But if that happens, now he's coming back fresh. And that's what you need with Rob Gronkowski. If Rob Gronkowski hasn't been playing a lot of football and whatnot, I'm okay with that because he's in good condition now, uh, injury-wise. He's you know he's not banged up. He's fresh, and that's what you need from Rob Gronkowski. That was what's kind of holding him back were those injuries. He's hurting, and if he comes back for half of the season, then's banged up again, and you know you can come in and out of retirement all you want. Uh, that's fine. You know Gronk, I think, is just gonna kind of play it, you know, by you know so week or whatnot. Uh, I don't think he's going to come back for OTAs, uh, which I'm pretty sure are pretty close to starting. Or I don't even think they already did, but they're they're close. They're around this time. So he's not going to come back for OTAs or preseason. I'm not even sure he'll start the season, but he might come back midseason, maybe help you on a playoff run, you know, play the last few weeks, come back on a playoff run. My only problem is I think I'd like to see him practice maybe a week or two before he gets on the field, so that way he's not just walking into football players hitting him again. So that way he can kind of, you know, take light hits before and kind of weather his body a little bit, which isn't a great thing with Gronk, but you know, just weather his body a little bit for that in-game action again and then put him out on the field. It's like a week of practice before he plays again, week maybe even two. So maybe, you know, we're sitting here. Let's say let's say he just wants to go on the playoff run. Week 13, he comes back. He comes back before your week 13 game. So it's after week 12. 
we're heading into week 13. He practices that whole week, but doesn't play in week 13. And then plays week 14, week 15, maybe sits out the last two games or, you know, just the last game. And then he goes on your playoff run, assuming we make the playoffs and helps you out then. Or maybe he just comes back uh, on week 17 practice and then just comes back for the, the playoff run. I'd be intrigued to see how much he plays, but it would be it would be fun to watch. I'd like I'd love to see Gronk head back out on the field and that would be fun. And I do think there's a good chance. I think he again he wants to play. It's just his body's holding him back. The money plays a factor. Uh, there's a lot of options for Gronk actor at being an actor, whatnot. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, the guy's already got a lot of money. Uh, that being said. But I just think it's all going to come down to how does he feel. If he feels all right, I could definitely see him coming back. But it, it all depends. I still think he's, you know, he still has some problems after taking all those hits in football. Uh, he's a big guy, but he took a lot of hits, a lot of injuries. You think he's still recovering. But if he wants to come back for a playoff run, I let him. Uh, you don't have any tight ends either. So we got to also find something uh, with that. But, yeah, that's a kind of a little bit of news. Again, we're going to keep checking up on Gronk, see if my opinion changed. Again, Anchor Mobile app, call in. You can call in on, you know, did this quote kind of change your thoughts a little? Do you think he'll come back or not? I've heard people say, well, he's having too much fun to the point where he won't want to come back. But that quote has to make you think um, the way I'm thinking a little. Um but, I mean, it would really go either way, but I just see him definitely could come back. I'm not saying he will, but I think if I had to make a prediction, he does come back for some sort of run late in the year. Uh, but that's just my thought. We'll see if Belichick lets him and see if he even ends up coming back. But I think Brady's like, hey, Gronk, keep thinking about it, you know, because he wants Gronk to be back. Uh, you know, it's like his best friend. So, uh, yeah, that's my kind of thought on Gronk. Uh, I'm going to, again, keep touching up on him. So now we're going to get into the um, Josh Rosen trade that happened on uh, back of the draft. So this was a good, you know, week ago, but we're finally talking about it now. Uh, so let's dive into that. All right, so this trade happened six days ago. But anyway, after the Cardinals took Kyler Murray at number one overall, everyone knew that the Cardinals were going to trade Josh Rosen. It's just a matter of where. Would he go? Here were kind of some of the options. People thought he was either going to go to New England. People thought he could go to Miami. People thought he would go to the Chargers. People really weren't sure. People thought maybe some sleeper teams. Some people thought before the draft that he go to the Giants or the Redskins, but after they both took Daniel Jones and Kyle, uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, which both those franchises believe they've now found the franchise quarterback, they were they, they were kind of out of the Josh Rosen talks. But he went to Miami, so the trade was, if you don't know already, the Arizona Cardinals shipped Rosen to the Miami Dolphins in exchange for Miami's second-round pick, the 62nd overall, which they used to take slot receiver out of UMass, Andy Isabel. I love that kid. He's just fast. He reminds me of, like, a Julian Edelman because they're both small, but they got good speed. Uh, they're good. He's out of UMass, too. So he's local. I really like Andy Isabel. Uh, and then 2025th round pick. That being said, the Cardinals did not get enough for uh, Josh Rosen. I don't think. I think they got a poor return. Josh Rosen still has a lot of value. His stats last year were like, um, what were they? Uh, let me find. All right, here they are. He played 14 games, 13 starts. He only threw a 55% completion percentage, which isn't good. But keep in mind, he had no protection. He had no receivers, basically, either. Larry Fitzgerald was his best, and that guy's like 40. For 2,278 yards in 14 games, which isn't fantastic. It's, uh, it's okay. 11 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. You sacked 45 times in only 14 games, 13 starts. 
that in his rookie season. So that's what I'm talking about. Also, you get banged up from that, and it pressures you to throw the ball quicker. Only 66.7 passer rating. Not great, but again, there's no help. How can I not stress this enough? People gave him Josh Rosen. That guy is still, in my mind, a first-round talent. I'm not sure he'd go for a first-round pick, but a late first for Josh Rosen? I, I personally am not, you know, it's a little risky, but maybe you get like a sixth round pick with them. He still has high value to me, uh, but just teams didn't see it. Uh, obviously, the, the Cardinals just did not use utilize him cor- correctly. Sorry, what does this mean for the Dolphins now? You got Ryan Fitzpatrick as well. I didn't really like the Fitzpatrick signing. Obviously, there's still Tank for two, which I don't like because I don't even think two is like fantastic quarterback uh, at the next level. I think he's overrated at this point. Um no offense, um, but Josh Rosen, to me, it's going to be tough. Fitzpatrick's obviously very inconsistent, but the Dolphins shouldn't be worried about winning. They're not a win-now team. You know, they put up a good run last year, but they overachieved a little, and even then, just don't – you're not a playoff contender. Just play Ryan Fitzpatrick is – at first, I'd think. Uh, you know, you want to get Rosen the reps, but don't rush him. I think the Cardinals rushed him. Don't rush him. Um, you know, work on getting him those pieces. Uh, you know, don't rush him. Give him starts. If he finishes the year with no games, no starts, then that you did the wrong thing. Give him starts, but don't start him right away. It depends, okay? This is just from before training camp. If all of a sudden he goes out, plays well in the preseason, plays well in training camp, and really outplays Fitzpatrick, then you can start him week one. But I'm just saying, if it's kind of a tie, it's a toss-up, or you're just thinking right now. I mean, right now it doesn't mean a lot. But if you were to say right now, I'd say start Fitzpatrick week one. If I had to make my decision right now. But if it's a coin flip, it's like, oh, they both played pretty evenly. Then I start Fitzpatrick. Uh, it's not because, you know, you're not trying to win games either. It's just you need to, you just don't want to rush Josh Rosen, all right? That You got a good, uh, you only gave up a second round pick and a fifth for this guy. He's a good talent. But, you know, don't rush him now. Okay, you got to let him kind of sit back, you know, learn the playbook, build pieces around him, let him to keep keep developing Josh Rosen. Please don't uh, rush him. Please don't waste him. You could have your franchise quarterback here. You might not have if Josh Rosen works out and you still only post up five wins. That's totally fine. Now you have a top, you know, top seven, uh, top five pick at least, and you can pick a defensive piece, you can pick a wide receiver for him, you can pick him an offensive lineman, don't pick a running back unless it's some Saquon Barkley, but if Josh Rosen, best case scenario for the Dolphins is that Josh Rosen, you know, is able to play around 13, 14 games, you know, stay healthy, put up a good season where he looks like your next franchise quarterback, you still get a top five pick, and you get to get him a piece and not just pick two a Taya Gavolia, or whatever his name is, however you pronounce it. Uh, and you get to keep Josh Rosen. Hopefully he shows you some promise on a bad team. Uh, some better coaching, a little. Uh, Brian Flores is a defensive mind, not an offensive mind. Uh, once again, Josh Rosen just doesn't really have a great offensive head coach to help him. But that's all right. Flores, we'll see how he does, uh, especially defensively. But Best case scenario, again, Rosen plays a good amount of games, stays healthy, and just shows he's your next franchise piece. He's still in a top five pick, at least top five pick, and you get to give him a piece rather than having to draft yet again another quarterback. 
or trade for one. Uh, just hopefully Josh Rosen's your guy. He can stay healthy and you can give him a piece. Uh, that's the hope, but we'll see. I don't know a lot about the next draft class. We just wrapped up with this one. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a very, very future episode. Uh, a lot down the line. But, yeah, uh, that's today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, I made an Instagram account for the podcast uh, after the Buzzer Sports Talk. Uh, all lowercase, no space, I believe. Yes, yes. Uh, all lowercase, no space. Uh, I believe they're all lowercase. Y- you'll find it, okay? I-, I forget. Sorry, I don't have it on me. Uh, I'll figure it out. But you'll, just, you'll type it in a few times. You'll f- you'll find it. You'll see the logo. Uh, I- I'll have the name for you officially. I just forget it in my head. I thought I had it, and I wouldn't need it on a piece of paper, but I do. But you'll find it. Just type in after the Buzzer Sports Talk, uppercase, lowercase. All I know is there's no spaces. Whether those all words are uppercase or lowercase, you get the point. You'll find it, uh, and you can follow, and then you can see I'll post when there's a new episode, and I'll, yeah, we'll do all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening and calling on the Acre mobile app, and, yeah, I'll see you next time. Thank you.